You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. So hello, friends, family, and haters. This is Punk Wisdom. It has been two Fridays. You had no idea it was going to go that fast, did you? It did, and it will again. Always does. It always does. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. We're short one listener tonight, I know. For a fact, they are at Target <laughs> and can't can't be here. <laughs> However, Ruth is probably, she probably knows we were two minutes and 20 seconds. She sent me a test, text just making sure that we're in Studio 3, so yeah. Okay, so Ruth, let us know that we are in fact in Studio 3. We are here. We are here. How are you, Matt? I'm here. Oh, yeah. No, that was an open, oh, open. Yeah. Good. All right. You know, hey, I, I graduate tomorrow. You graduate from DSDT. Yeah, yeah. Got a whole ceremony thing going on that oh, I'd rather yeah. not go to, but you know. Oh, congratulations yeah. on that. Well, thank you. The ceremony's thank not for you. It's for your family. Okay. As I as an educator to... myself, I'm telling a lot of kids, they're like, I don't want to go to commencements. I'm like, you'll go to commencements because your mother put up with you. I still have to get in front of people, though, so I'm not super nuts about that. You but, do, you but know. there's no speech required. So you just no. walk, pace yeah, yourself, yeah. put the right try hand out to, to shake it. Try not to pee myself. Grab with the other hand. It. It's really quite easy. Quite easy? Quite easy. Quite easy. Quite well, easy. Well, funny story. I yeah. think it's funny anyway. Nobody else might, but, you know, whatever. Last, As usual. Last Friday at our shop, I work at a crappy job <laughs> and, um, that I'm trying to get out of. And um, their plumbing got backed up or whatever. So they shut down all water in the plant. And this is like at 8 o'clock in the morning. So we still had a good, nice day long of shift left. And they shut down the toilets, water, you name it, all of it. And we're like, um, what are we supposed oh, to do? That's a union do? day. Absolutely. Well, and they wouldn't send anybody home. And so we're like, well, I need to use the toilet. And they're like, well, there's a CVS on the corner. And of course, they're, t- they're telling everyone to go to the CVS, but they have not called CVS to warn them that people are going to go over there because CVS doesn't have a public bathroom. And so it's like you tell us to all go there, but you didn't even warn them that people are actually going to go there and use your toilet. So I didn't bother using their toilet. I started walking out and one of the guys is like, hey, man, are you going to the bathroom? I'm like, yeah. He's like, where are you going? I go, McDonald's. He's like, I'm going with you. So we went and got food, and I'm like, they didn't. I'm like, sorry, you guys are not sending us home. I'm going to go do what I want to do. There so, was something fundamentally wrong with that, and at they, the establishment, they because, still haven't fully fixed it. Because then come Tuesday morning, because Monday we had off of the whole Memorial Day thing. To come Tuesday morning, uh, the pipes were singing like crazy. So I'm like, you guys still haven't fixed this problem? Yeah, no. Oh my gosh. No, and so it's probably going to happen. You again. could legally go home, and there is legally—it's a hard-pressed fight, but there's legally nothing they can do. Well, I didn't want to do that since it was Friday, and if we leave uh, the day before, oh, you don't get holiday, paid for the holiday. You won't get paid for the holiday, of course. So we were kind of stuck. So I was going to go stuck. behind the building and you know take a leak out in the field or something, but that indecent exposure and get in trouble for company property so it's like, it gets oh, weird yeah remind me i've got a great segue i've i've got his derby name when we get back to that oh nice awesome. and yes speaking of effing the establishment speaking of derby names we have a very fun topic <laughs> we should put today. this on facebook live hold on oh totally <laughs> 
No, she wouldn't sign the media release. She would be like, no. So I, I do a really good uh, scribble, so I oh, can sign for her. That's right. You've seen her logins. You've I'm seen not, her attendance sheet a yeah, thousand I'm not, times. I'm not you know, advocating and advocating for <laughs> forgery, but in a situation like this, she's locked in a foam-lined room she's locked with in, three adults. We well, need to put You do what you got to do, Allison, my friend. Let's put, let's put a name to the voices that we're hearing. Yes. We are talking roller derby tonight. Not only roller derby, okay, because – you could see movies like Whip It, which we'll probably reference later, and you can go see the uh, Detroit Derby Girls. No, it's Detroit Roller Derby now because uh, they've gone co-ed somewhat. Correct. There's a men's league involved uh, right now. They're down at the Masonic Temple on the second floor. I always thought that was so cool. Um, there's there's Bath City's got some teams, Lansing and Downriver. There's, there's roller derby teams all over, but the coolest, coolest part of it but. was that um, just actually, I think it's this decade, um, uh, well, this century, Junior Roller Derby formed Yay. itself. Uh, three kids from Tucson, Arizona, I guess I read, uh, decided they wanted to play roller derby, but they weren't old enough to play the adult female back in the day roller derby. Um, and so a league was formed, um, and then a whole... A whole organization came from it, and there's lots of teams, and we get junior teams all over the country. They they're even like involved in like Junior Olympics, and it's it's growing. Maybe not as fast as we want, but it's growing. So here we are with a sport roller derby. It's, it's come a long way from back when I was kind of more involved in it when my friend Jen was with the Pistol Whippers, but it was before they even broke off into teams. We were kind when of they were still them. called Pistol Whippers, and yeah. I'm believing that's probably Jen Antonic. No, uh, Jen Edwards or Honey Suckett? Ah, uh, yes, Honey Suckett. I tried to get her to come, but she doesn't want to talk to she, anymore. She She's was, uh, she was actually, uh, <laughs> when I first became involved in roller derby, she was one of the first travel team skaters that mm -hmm. was on their big team that traveled around one of the original 20 charter teams she in was the good. country. Yeah. She was really good. She broke her back, and so she kind of never came back at full strength. And I think she played a little bit after that, and then she's like. That's brave. Yeah, that's guts right there. She's so, a tough girl, and she's a little thing, but yeah. Well, that's the little girls are scrappy. That's that's exactly how to say, and they're generally pretty quick, which is quite an advantage. Yeah, she was a jammer. Um, but I'll let you off the hook at the at the oval table tonight. We have two members of the local Darlings of Destruction Junior Roller Derby League, and I'm telling you what, I love them so. Much we have the president and head coach Daryl B. Payne here for you tonight. If Darryl you will be Payne, yeah, that's right. Sorry, that's no, let's yeah, let's you know, not let people if you didn't figure it out. You are slow, <laughs> right? Daryl B. dot P A Y N E, and he leads this group of kids, uh, ages seven to 17, boys and girls, um, many of whom came into the league, uh, through a recruitment night. Not knowing how to skate at all or having very limited experience on skates. Some of them knew how to skate. Some of them came from speed skating and other derby teams. But mm -hmm. um, skill level and abilities mean nothing when you strap on gear for the first time. They will they'll take you all the way through. And in a matter of weeks, the kids are skating backwards. It's absolutely mind-boggling that children – we've had little tiny, tiny kids – Seven years old, and there we have one right now who's really little, Skull Crusher. Um, she's a very small girl, yet her might from inside her, 
you can just see it as she skates. So if she had a trading card, not only would I buy it, mm-hmm. I would ask her to autograph it. So welcome, Daryl B. Payne, coach of the DOD. Well, thank you guys for having me here tonight. And we have a skater, a young skater named Crush Cheeky. She's number 56, and she's a quick one. <laughs> now, a little Hi. bit further, a little bit cute. further. Pretend now, this is I'll, skating. I'll, I'll, I'll draw okay. a correlation for Matt here, and Matt will probably agree. This skater is a you know a junior skater, but you're already probably about ninety percent of the size of the skater we referenced earlier, Honey Suck It. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, she was a, a, a tiny skater. You know, your height, yeah, basically your build. And a level of fearlessness that I hope that you someday will achieve because you're not quite there yet, but <laughs> you're working on it. Thanks. Yeah, she's about she's about five one, and I don't want to go into weight, but like her Kirsten. size is small. Kirsten's a little bit short. Her sizes are are generally small. We just took Kirsten not too long ago, not to sidetrack too much. She just had a doctor's appointment Wednesday because she's anyway. Um, she hasn't grown an inch in a few years, so she's still like four eleven. Okay. And she's still under she 100 pounds. <laughs> um, and she's yeah. 17 years old. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, and, of course, um, just just if anybody doesn't know, not only do we have, obviously, the, the smaller skaters that we referenced, but we also have bigger skaters, um, bigger yeah, framed, taller. All sizes, too. Right, because you need to block, too. You need yep, that yep. defensive, you know. And sometimes even when those bigger, older skaters are are jamming, which is an offensive uh, position, um, they're unstoppable because of the momentum of them. So it doesn't matter if you're big or small or tall or short. It really doesn't matter. There is a place for you um, in a junior roller derby league. Uh, if you're between 7 and 17 or you're a parent, uh, probably chances are you'd be a parent listening to this. Crusty old punks. Yeah, that's probably if some parents listen right now. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, it is It is a fantastic, fantastic sport to get into, not only for the excitement and the and the odd strangeness of it. To say you're on a soccer team, it's cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be brutally honest here. It's cool to be on a soccer team. It's cool to be a cheerleader. It's cool to be on the dance soccer team. Sucks. But when you tell, <laughs> when you tell, and there we go with the punks. It's not always <laughs> wisdom you get out of us. Never. No, um, never. Good, yeah. But to tell somebody I play roller derby, first of all, chances are the person who you're speaking to will say, "I didn't know they still played roller yep, derby." Yep, That's yep. one. Yeah. Or two, how do kids do that? Uh, like, I didn't know even children. I never children. got that question just because when I was mainly more into it, it was back years ago before the kids got in, got involved. But I used to wear the shirt all the time, and people would always ask me, Derby, Derby, is that the same thing? as? Because it was always – why they would ask that question, I don't know, when I had to grow the martini glass. Where the martini the glass. That's iconic for Detroit, yeah. Right. But anyway. Yeah. yeah, As a matter of fact, if you go driving, just kind of strolling through downtown Royal Oak, look at the phone boxes on the poles. Chances are you will see that martini glass sticker on one of those because they've been around for a while. They've been been here for a minute. And and your useless trivia uh, moment of the night for me is that uh, that iconic Detroit logo, once again, uh, of the WFTDA, which stands for the Women's Flat Track Derby Association – Detroit was one of the original 20 teams in the country mm-hmm. that fielded a, a, a national 
competitive traveling team. That logo of the skater sitting in the martini glass is actually known as Olive, and they had a beautiful trophy for their in-house league championships designed known as the Olive. So if you ever get oh, to see someone says I got an olive, yeah. You know so what it if is. someone says I finally got olive, you're you don't have to wonder if they're a roller derby skater from Detroit. That means that their house team, one of the four, won their season championship. So not a lot of people know that. And and there, are, you know, in like other sports, you have the Stanley Cup, you have right. the Lombardi Trophy, which the is Oscar the NFL championship but right the oscar trophy which uh, the basketball you have the oscar and also even in detroit in, you have the in, dma yeah. the detroit music right, Award. Uh, what is it called a gold note yeah i think it is yeah it could be i'm a musician i never won one so that's that's my saltiness yeah, for tonight it, oh salt you know yeah. it's it's funny when a crusty old punk gets salty because <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like a it's like adding baking soda to vinegar if it starts bubbling over you know it's the time to but it's up. always so interesting to watch it, it is but, so that's the that's the thing. But you we, just we can't look away. We are digressing. But anyway, <laughs> back to back to that whole thing about D- Detroit. Once again, one of the original twenty teams uh, that there was in the uh, Woofta is what a lot of people just refer to it as. Well, and uh, from that, the Darlings of Destruction, the idea was born. I had a thirteen-year-old daughter who now actually skates as an adult with Detroit Roller Derby. She plays uh, under her government name because she's been a competitive skater for so long you know adding a little bit of that uh, mm-hmm. transparency and losing the, the 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 kitschy names and and that mystique of having that she wanted to go with her government name so she skates under her her given name which is Sierra D'Angelis uh and, and she, she plays, is mighty oh, she, is she is so mighty she is a beast she uh, is and I mean that with all sincerity and and complimentary because she's never met a person she wouldn't knock down, so to speak. And and that's one of those things that kids get from roller derby. But years ago, we helped with the Detroit roller derby when they were still the Detroit Derby Girls as statisticians. And, you know, we helped with events and all that for them. And back in 2005 and six, when we first started paying attention to roller derby as adults, then we became involved when our daughter met somebody who encouraged her to come out and watch the team play. And that was a uh, a really good skater that was there who also happened to be our family piercer. So <laughs> when you run into people through all walks of life and they say, hey, you should come check out roller derby, we're like, yeah, what the heck, why not? So in 2008, a love affair between my daughter, my wife, not so much myself initially was born. And part of that's because I have been a classic coach. I've coached things like volleyball and tennis and bowling at the high school level. (laughs) So I got dragged in kind of kicking and screaming into the sport of roller derby as a volunteer doing statistician type stuff and being an official for roller derby at the adult level. Well, we were really pushy in wanting Detroit to be one of the first 25 or 30 junior programs in the country. We're like, hey, you were an innovator when it came to being an adult league. You guys should be pioneers in having a junior league and cue the crickets. So for a couple of years – Nothing really happened and there wasn't movement there. So my wife had the brilliant idea for our daughter's 15th birthday. We should give her a place to play. And I said, you know what kind of work is going to go into this? It's a <laughs> lot of work. And as someone who's coached at a lot of different levels, middle school, high school, and even collegiate, I was a college coach for three years. Uh, 
of the sport of tennis. So that's kind of funny that it came back down to me then being, I guess voluntold would be the word. I was voluntold. I was going to start coaching. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. So, and that's how the, the darlings of destruction were formed in the summer of 2010 on uh, July 31st. We unwrapped a card for our daughter at a skating rink. We told her she was having a skating party. But what we didn't tell her is that the skating party was actually the first recruitment night for the Darlings of Destruction. And we started with nine kids and, you know. So you gave her a a roller derby league for her pony. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Who wants? Yeah. I I had I you know to be honest with you I say I I lacked a lot of my childhood but I did have a pony as a child. The problem was I never asked for it. I didn't want it, and when I fell off, I became very disinterested. So it uh, it didn't work out. A roller derby league, however, always, and and the goal was it's actually the same as a pony. And the, it, it sucks up well, all of your true. life and energy. It yeah. takes all of your resources, and some from time to time it poops on you. But. But it, kicks you. it gives yeah. you dividends, it kicks you. dividends and confidence, a little self-esteem, strength, a little bit of conditioning of the muscle. Well, we'll go a little bit with pony. We'll go whole crap ton with the DOD and, because and I am lucky whole... enough to be able to see their, their practices. And holy Christ, seriously, um, they managed to have fun. But yeah, these girls are are these kids. Sorry, we are co-ed, so we take the, the boys yeah. are there too now, um, and they and they're strong. They're they're just strong, and they're very capable, and they're very able. Well, just like any other sport, you also learn teamwork, and you also and uh, since it is a contact sport, you gotta. It's going to take some type of. Um, That's called therapy. Yeah. 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 Not just that. I mean, it's also very since it's contact. Since it's more contact, you got to worry about um, exercise, and actually, you know, it is a little bit more physical as opposed to some other sports. I like the derby just for for the fact that one, not everybody does it. It is still unique, and it's still kind of small. And I've always liked, like you always say, you're always a fan of the underdog, and I kind of look at it. In that light, almost because it's still in the world one of sports. Of those sports it, I would agree, right? So it's still an up and coming, even though it was, even though it's old. I mean, it's really old. It's going way back when they used back in what fifties, nineteen. Um, I have nineteen. Actually- yeah, I have nineteen thirty-five in Chicago, but that was Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So. Right. You know how unreliable no, Wikipedia, uh, yeah. Wikipedia is. But just saying that it's been around <laughs> for a long time. It's just been kind of flying under the radar for a lot of diff- for a lot of years, and it pops up every now and again. And I, it does. I love the However, fact that it's getting a little bit more popular now, especially back when I started looking into it. Like when Jen was telling me about, it, I'm like, "It's you guys at Derby, really?" Yeah, I knew what it was, but I'm like, "Really." She's like, yeah, you gotta and, come down. So and of I'd, course, and of course, the 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 you know, you said there's the two things that people be like, oh, they still do that, and the other one is, oh, they do this, that, and the other thing. The big point that you missed upon is everyone always asks, is it still played on a bank track, and do they fight? Well, that's true because, so, and I was going to mention that because back in the day, it was kind of orchestrated like professional wrestling was back in its day, right? Remember when the Iron Sheik and and all of those, and you know, I mean, of course, now it's still scripted, well, and they that still movie, uh, uh, was that Rollerball with uh, Rebecca Romaine. That was yeah. more kind of a that was a yes, bank track. That was the bank was track. A lot more a little, little LL Cool J in that. If I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep, yep. The problem is, and the practicality with bank track is that once you build a bank track, there's nothing else you can do with that space. 
So nobody wants to have a bank track because that's all you can do with it, yeah, unless you knows. unless you except, can fabricate something for, else. Yeah, except for uh, our, our buddy, the pioneer uh, who goes by Hell Ocho, uh, <laughs> who actually has a bank track up in the Flint area now. There is there there are a few, yeah, but that has to yeah. be kind of a dedicated kind of thing. So yeah. flat track seems to be something a lot more practical. Um, the DOD practice at a, at a roller rink. So obviously the rest of those days that they don't practice there is used for actual roller skating with regular people. Um, so I think that, I think that, that helps it become more popular because it's then it's, it's capable of being played in more places without having to manufacture. Like the Masonic temple. Like the (laughs) the second floor. Seriously, it kills me. There are, there are literally, um, right now, uh, I actually, uh, run a little side project uh, for the sport of roller derby called Junior Derby News. And I've tracked how many teams are out there. There's actually just over 600 junior teams in the world now where when I started in 2012 with Junior Derby News, because at that point in time, there wasn't really any rankings. There wasn't uh, the world organization, which is the Junior Roller Derby Association. Now, that really hadn't taken hold. They hadn't started doing rankings or anything like that. But when I started doing this in 2012, there were 57 teams. So well, think it, of that growth in seven years. If your if your news started in, in 2012, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I tried to do a little bit of research. There's just not a whole lot out there that's not purely um, opinion pieces. Uh, but it says in 2009, the JRDA was formed. So it's 2009. So it's only been, it hasn't even been 10 years, if that's true. And there's actually, I have which a hard, is, which is the governing association for the sport. Right. In case you I, don't know. I have a hard time agreeing with JRDA, the junior roller derby association actually having formed in 2009. There were like five teams who got together and said, we should have an organization. And then there were crickets until about 2011 when they started gaining some ground because by then there was a hundred junior teams. So it went from 25 or 30 and that's right around the time DOD became an entity in 2010 because teams like Fort Wayne, the Fort Wayne Derby Brats, they kind of downplayed it, but they existed. They had a training core of skaters in 2007. Hmm. So we were three years behind them. And of course, like any learning curve, they beat the hell out of us. The mm-hmm. first four times we played them, they murdered us. We actually lost to their B team and their A team on the same day with our A team because that's all we had. <laughs> so that's how good they were. Their B team was even better than us. So it was pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty eye opening. What a three year differential well, even, skill does. Yeah, way back when I was when I was seeing uh, Jen during her early days, um, we were getting beat by other states. When other states would come in handily they would just beat them just because we were still new even here in Detroit. Right. Like Windy, now they're a lot Yeah, Windy, now they're a lot Windy better, City but, was one of those other yeah, original yeah. 20 charter teams, but Windy City existed for two years before Detroit did. And that two year mm-hmm. plus a larger metropolitan area, I mean, Chicago, Windy City to this day has almost always been better than the Detroit product that they've been able to put on the floor. But Windy City – they they meddled, you know, when there was only forty teams in the world in, in WFTDA, Windy City got to the final, you know, semifinals and finals a couple of times. So they were they were a pretty big player in the sport. And, you know, as would be expected, the larger uh, metropolitan areas tend to do very well, but there's some really niche markets out there that do really well too, like Seattle, Portland, Austin, Texas. Yeah. Not exactly, you know, mega metropolis areas. 
in the like Gotham out of New York City, you'd expect them to be fantastic in a city of almost nine million people, and they are. Los Angeles, their their team that they put out there in the women's and the juniors, fantastic teams. Question. Um, I know back when I was paying more attention to it, Grand Rapids had their own team, and I know I remember Grand Rapids and Detroit would come and go head to head a lot of times. Still do. Are they? Are there still separate entities? Yes. Okay. I just, that's what I was curious yeah, about. Yeah, they they go by the Grand Raggedy Roller Girls, yep. and uh, you know when Grand Raggedy, Detroit, Chicago, Boston, um, the original team from Maryland, uh, which went by Charm City. Uh, and a handful of other teams. Like I said, I mean, I, I think I named five of the teams that would make it to the playoffs of 10 teams that would be invited every year that were only 25 teams that were doing it. So, <laughs> you know, it'd be like, hey, we're top 25 in the world. How many teams are there? 25, you know. But that's changed a lot now. In, yeah. in WFTDA, there are over 300 leagues now that are member affiliates of that. And worldwide, there are actually over 15,000 roller derby organizations around the world. That's cool. So I'm going to stop just for one second because for anybody out there who's interested in the sport, has heard about it, has seen it on TV or has heard someone else talk about it and doesn't know what it is. It is obviously we all know it's a it's a more most of us know it's a sport you play on roller skates. It's played on a flat track. They still do roller skates, not roller blades. No, no roller blades. No quad skates. Quads. So you get the four wheels and boy, those are sometimes an expensive set of wheels. Oh, Sometimes yeah. they're not. But sometimes they are. If you actually um, want to move fast, you would have been And, it's, and it all surrounds uh, two teams with five skaters each. One designated skater, uh, skater from each team is a Scare. point scorer. And the other four try and block the opponent's skater from getting through. So typically that's how it works. If Coach wants to go into a little bit more detail about that, I would love for him to like nutshell this for me so that I can learn how to do that <laughs> forever. All right. So you want, me to, you want me to break down a sport that has a bigger rules book than the NHL does? It is, in it is just very a complicated, yes, in time. However, the average first you have time. 60 seconds. I see how well you do. I can explain roller derby in 60 <laughs> seconds. Someone say go. 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 All right. Roller derby, you have two groups of five skaters on the track. They are represented by three blockers, one specialized blocker known as a pivot, and one offensive-only designated player known as a jammer. See, all he's doing is copying The me. jammer wears a, a star cover on their head, and the pivot wears a solid stripe that are corresponding to their team's uniforms. The goal of this sport is to... Lap as many of the opposing team's skaters, including their jammer, if you if your pack can hold them, as many times as possible, resulting in points. Mm -hmm. So when you see a score of 257 to 211, it's not like football where it's just scoring every time. But imagine, if you will, basketball, football, or soccer if played with two balls. I know what you're all thinking. You cross field punks. Get your heads out of that gutter. But imagine how much scoring would be done. My people don't think about those. Well, it's possible. <laughs> I, I try not to. I'd still make jokes, but I don't. <laughs> anyway, yeah. hey, a good ball joke is always a good ball joke. <laughs> hockey go. with two pucks. There you go. So imagine the sport where you're playing offense and defense simultaneously. So while you are multitasking trying to help your jammer pass opposing blockers, they're trying to do that to you 
too. And so it's kind of like the the mids, the mids in soccer. So the mids in soccer at some point will try and play some offense to help, but they also are are responsible for some defense trying to keep it out of their that's zone. A, that's a terrible comparison because nobody watches soccer. It's a shit yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, what, um, what's a mid? You're, <laughs> a, you're. I tell you what, soccer. I'm a first born, first generation born American. I will kick you in those said balls <laughs> the minute I get the opportunity. Uh, my European family would seriously disagree mm. with you there. Oh yeah. Uh, however. Anyway. Get ready because Detroit's getting a professional soccer team. Okay. We'll talk about my that last ten day. seconds of Come how on. roller derby is won. Yes, the first jammer to legally get through the pack gets a superpower known as lead jam status. They can actually stop play at any point in time as long as they're still legally doing their thing out on the floor. I need He Man audio that says I have the power because that's exactly what it is. It is yeah. power over that clock, mm-hmm. and it's power over your opposing. Jammer, because sometimes you can turn around and look at them. You've just scored your four points for getting through their blockers on the pack, and you look over your shoulder and you see them hauling their ass in there trying to get up there, and you just tap your hips multiple times like this. Boom. Visual for everybody. It was like I was doing the hokey pokey and I'm hitting my Mm -hmm. hips with my hands. That's called calling off the jam, and that literally stops the ability of everyone. Very strategic. Yeah, it's a very strategy oriented move. So it's really important the first seven to 10 seconds of every jam that you have a better strategy and better blocking core and a smart, agile jammer like Cam over here, aka Crush Cheeky, who is a slippery little bugger and likes to just kind of. Sneak her way through the pack. So having someone who can negotiate and navigate through the pack with a little bit of speed and agility is a huge advantage, which is why they don't let people like me who are slow be jammers. <laughs> I would be a blocker because I would hit somebody and I'd just kind of keep freight training them and there'd be no end in sight as to when I'd stop blocking. But I would be effective as a blocker, but not so much as a jammer. So that's kind of how the sport goes. So now um, I will – I haven't, but I will put on the Punk Wisdom Facebook page – a link um, to some rules or to anything else. Maybe if coach zips me a link, whatever we find interesting for anybody who's kind of interested uh, in the sport, even, even as an adult, if you're an adult and you're like, yeah, I don't have kids. So I don't, I don't, this really isn't my thing, but I like this whole idea. Um, you can absolutely get a hold of Punk Wisdom and let us know where you live, and we will tell you how many adult leagues, if any, are in your area, which there may very well be. Now, some people, and we and even different have different things you can do. You don't necessarily have to be on a particular team. There's other. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you. you know, if you live out near Flint, there's a team out there. If you live downriver near Taylor or you know anything like that, there's teams down there. So um, even so in another a, state, even in another country, I, I had know, a friend who was a who was a cheerleader. For the Detroit Derby girls way back when. Mm-hmm. They used to have their, their crew known as the Ra Ra's. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, see, I didn't, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's that interesting. Mi- Plus, there's also, if you can skate but you don't like the physical contact of the sport, become a referee, become a zebra, yep. put on the black and white striped shirt and, you know, and help, help guide the sport. Do the refs still dress crazy? Most of them have just gone to some form of black and white striped motif to uh, to look as officially official as possible. So now we we kind of nutshelled the sport itself. Um, let's then now focus on the darlings of destruction. 
I've heard of them, actually. Uh, I know. Uh, and you I do want to, house. before we get done, I also, not only are you um, quiet, president of the board of directors, here. because the DOD is a 503, 501c3. 501c3 nonprofit organization, but you also serve other purposes uh, besides the new le- newsletter. Don't you hold some office um, somewhere outside of the DOD? Uh, in my real career or just in the sport of roller derby? Just in the sport of roller derby. Uh, not so much. I mean, I've I've helped a lot with uh, organizing. I, I run one tournament every year that we actually host in scenic Mackinac City. Uh, we always do it in, in April as a tease. So that Mackinac. People, yeah, Mackinac. So that people will, will get, a, get, a, get a look. <laughs> people will get a look at, at, at what Michigan could be like and how beautiful it would be if it were only summer. Because we have to do it in off-peak season. Yes. Uh, because, you know, we get – we basically get a steal for this lovely vacation town and they open it up just for us for a week, two or three weeks before – they they open up for the big pieces. But the That's ice cool. still rolls up on the shore so beautifully. You almost can't. And you get you know the Big Mac, Mackinac Bridge there, um, and it it really is. Even though it's it's cold and it's windy, and we got a little bit of rain. I think one year, and, and we've had a couple of blizzards. And, and it, yeah. <laughs> the first week <laughs> of April kind of is not safe when you're that far north. But once you're in the arena, it's it's all fire. It's all heat. So talking about the darlings of destruction, you have a mission statement. Um, and it has to do, and I don't. Do you know it word for word? I don't because I don't. I don't uh, know it. I, I could re- I could recite the national anthem or the pledge of allegiance for you right now, and probably could still pull the Gettysburg Address out of my hiney. But I do not know verbatim our actual mission statement. <laughs> but I can give I can give you the context of our mission statement. I should have had it too. And, and I should have had it to read because it it it's a it's a it's a good, good it's you a good all read. Fail? Yeah, it's a good read because. I'm sorry, where are your notes, Matt? Yeah, huh? it's a good huh? read because yeah. uh, I, I don't helped have to write read it. them because they're right up here. <laughs> okay. Essentially, uh, what it speaks to is it, it speaks to uh, the building of and the empowerment of children through sports, in which there is a strong emphasis on camaraderie. Earning what you get. There's no freebies. Earn what out. you get. Oh my God. Nobody nobody is wow. entitled. What? That yeah. Was, that wasn't loud. Yeah, you know the, the, the Of the, course not. The brass ring must be obtained. It is not pulled down for you. You have to go out there and get it. And the one ring? Yeah. And we have to it could even be the brass nose ring. I don't even care, but sometimes Right, because it could be. It, it could, could be. be. And uh and, and one of the things that we've always strived for is the the all inclusiveness uh, back in the day, which it's hard to say that when back you're only day. talking about five or six years ago, we did not have any male competitors in our organization, and then about five years ago, we said, eh, you know, throw caution to the wind. Boys can play because there were teams springing up around as part of that massive going from 57 teams in 2012 to. 600 teams that we have around the world now, there's been a big influx of male junior competitors. So with that being said, we opened the doors up two years ago and said, let's bring them in, let them play. So how does how does that, for me a little bit and for everyone else, how does that work? Because most sports don't have a co-ed thing going on at all, especially when they're physical sports. And this is, derby can be, is contact. Um, so how does that how does that play out? Since unfortunately, men they, or boys are they play the same way uh, oh. for every for every they advantage for every advantage you think a male competitor would have, 
until you've been hit by razor-sharp hip bones in an unprotected <laughs> crotchal region of a male competitor, you have not seen suffering and sorrow. You have not seen it. You, no, you it's don't not done it. intentionally. No, 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 no. But I mean, that is that I'm, is part I'm not of meaning. I wasn't downplaying right, girls at all. But I just you know, unfortunately, that's just the way the science is. So and, I'm just kind of curious. And 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 male competitors may have more mass. They may have more size. They may have physically more more strength and ability. However, if a shark has a hold of one of your legs, you're not going anywhere. Right. One of the skills that we teach in roller derby is how to use your hip and, and your thigh to kind of block and hedge your opponent from being able to use their legs. And if I – it's almost like tackling, but it's kind of like using your butt and your hip to do it. And there's ways that you can pop somebody with your shoulder. I'll tell you what. You ever get hit with – one of these shoulders in your armpit, you're, you're going to cry a little on the outside. It's not going to stay inside. It's going to come out. That's going to be pain leaving your body because she's inflicted pain upon you, right, Crush? And I know, and I know you also. <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, the males, you have uh, you have a few. You have uh, anarchist and see no evil, but you have nightmare and nightmare is a little bit of an anomaly, I would say, because of his build and his size. And while you would think he does have that mass, he, he also has that low lower center of gravity, uh, which does him um, great, great good. But he doesn't go out there and he doesn't absolutely dominate like you think he would. So to his strengths where he can play and he's learning to use those to his advantage. Mm -hmm. And he's he's quite a player, by the way. He's got quite a few very, very impressive skills. He would he would be happy to be addressed as a stone cold killer. Yes. He may not have reached the age of 11 yet, but as he likes yes. to put it, some of his opponents – that play against him will not. And he jokes Some of his teammates. That. Exactly. He'll be like, I might not be 11 yet, but you're not making your next birthday either. And he kind of <laughs> he talks a little smack. And, and that's one of the cool stories in the sport is we had this kid come in and he had older siblings who were members of our more advanced teams. And he came in and started learning, just learning how to skate. He's been doing it less than a year. And what was intriguing about him is he was really quiet. He did not exude self-confidence where now he does. And this is in a matter of six months that this kid has kind of found a place, a, a sport, something that he's liked. And he's tried other sports and not felt as welcome or not felt as valued as I think he feels as part of our organization. And it's, and it's a great story for me because as a coach, I really enjoy seeing some of these kids blossom and come out of their shells. Uh, we have other kids that have transferred to our league from other organizations that they didn't seem to be feeling valued where they were. Mm -hmm. And I'll put them, I'll put them to the test and they realize that I'm not being mean to them, but I'm treating them exactly like I'm treating everybody else. Everybody trains the same. Whether you're an All American playing on our world, you know, on the Team USA as a World Cup skater, or whether you're a seven year old peanut like Skull Crusher who probably could get a concussion by skating into my knee. She's so tiny. But that's, that's the thing. Everyone trains the same. Everyone gets treated the and same. And she's fearless because oh, of it. absolutely. Because you put her in that environment to where she was equal to everybody else. In, she's really, really risen one, to the challenge. That's one thing I really liked when I was in high school wrestling. They all, I mean, it's an individual sport, but the coach trained everybody the same. So we were yeah. there with the guys who were getting the medals for states and everything else because uh, we had some really good wrestlers in my in my school year. Um, but we were all there in the same same day, 
Same yep. mats. You're trained all the same. Everybody stretches together. Yep. You do the same exactly. warm-up run together. All right, we're all going to do this particular drill. And then after this particular drill, we're going to do this particular drill. And whether you're you know, six years uh, and and your skates are little pink skates with ponies on them or, nice. or unicorns. There have been those. There have been those skates. <laughs> yeah. the or whether skates? you're or exactly or whether you're a 17 year old who's eyeballing playing for Detroit Roller Derby next year. They all do the same drills. They all have the same approach to how they play, and and that's been imparted on them because that's how I run things. So if people don't like it. Hey, there's two or three other leagues in this universe, uh, in this immediate area you can go and play at. And they do things their way. We do things our way. And our, our way has been pretty successful. We've been ranked in the top 10 for years since they've had official rankings. And that's great. And, and I tell people we're not successful because we're good, but because we've trained well, the success that has kind of fallen into yeah. our lap happens. Success breeds its own success. And our success has come from our training style, not by who we play. Oh, you can even take that to uh, baseball. Look at the Oakland A's that one year where they didn't have very many big names at all. But Moneyball. Great yeah. movie. Yep. Billy yep. Bean. Everyone Look said, at- this guy's an absolute nut. What the hell is he doing? He's got the lowest budget for a starting yep. team out there. And they went like the first three months of the season, they were dead last in their division. Yep. But then they started to click. Yep. And then they they had they had they went from having one of the worst uh, starting uh, Aprils of any team ever to they had the best August of any team ever, and that was part of their tw- they had a twenty one yeah. game winning streak, which in professional baseball was twenty was the pinnacle, and yeah. they broke that record. They just did it because they learned how to do it. I mean, it's like but that went, one year with the Cleveland Indians when Charlie Sheen played for them. Like they I went know, from like was crazy. crap to like boom. They're on commercials with credit cards. And look now at the NHL. You got Las Vegas. Las Vegas is built from all the guys that the other teams Scraps. just didn't really want. We don't want to go to Vegas. Your and now look at them is right too now. Too burdensome. We're not going to protect your contract. Las Vegas is nice. You only got to play there for a year under what's left in your contract. It'll be no big deal. And they're now in the Stanley Cup and finals that opening, as an expansion team. And yeah. that opening ceremony well, for game one, seriously, it was like so Vegas. Like Before, before we get incredible. way far away with our tangent here. I got um, I got one more thing I want to do with Coach. Okay, then we have to hit Cameron and Pop right Yes, now. we will. Okay. Um, because you were talking about how everybody trains together, I want to bring up the motto that you – you and, and the entire team use Live free, die after, hard. Oh, sorry, uh, after every practice, um, usually before and after every bout where there's – I heard that was so cool they made a T-shirt for it. It is. And that is going to be tonight's reference photo because we're not going to go through it. There's only four of us here and wow, I had to like – Think about that for a second. Mathing is hard. Um, and it's not going to have the same effect as it normally does. So we will take that as our reference photo for tonight and we'll throw that up on the Facebook page. Um, but you do. You you really do stick together. You win together. You lose together. You literally roll together. Now, we have Crust Cheeky and she's been so patient sitting there. She is number 56. She's been biting on the, the Darlings of Destruction Junior Roller Derby like League. At that mic. She's, like, she's giggled I, once or twice she's and been she has to say thrown something, in. So I'm dying to hear what she wanted to say yeah. for the last 45 minutes. If you build it up too look, much, she'll stop. Look at her now. She's like <laughs> ready. She nervous. can't wait. 
Uh, but she did throw out a couple of amens. I, I and, believe she's got an entire stack of one hundred three by five index cards with things she wants to speak about. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna turn loose here. Actually, no, uh, she's I wearing our spon- one of our sponsors' hoodies. So there's that. This was crazy. It's like I'm almost sweating in this room, and she's wearing a hoodie. I'm wearing a hoodie as well. Yeah, you girls are weird. But yeah, weird. well, where I work, it's a nice box. So I'm just assuming that indoors anywhere is gonna be really cold. So okay, so crust cheeky number fifty six. Uh, you also, and, and that is the league name. The league name is the Darlings of Destruction. Within that league, there are three teams. And one is the Jackie Lanterns. Nice. Uh, the other ones is the Smack Pack. And the third team yeah. is the Ultraviolence, of which you are a member. So the Ultraviolence is your team. Tell me, um, first of all. That doesn't sound like a very aggressive team at all. The whole Ultraviolence? Yeah, it sounds like a very passive team. It, it is. It's, it's, more, um, it's more sarcastic. Yeah. Really? Uh, but yeah, but, but they're, they're, they're a pretty good team. Let's see. I have here, uh, we have Scream Soda. Forgive me. Sometimes we do, uh, gain and lose a player or two occasionally. It happens. Uh, so if there's, but I think, I think these are all accurate, uh, based on the person who is maintaining this website right now. Uh, Scream Soda, Bad Abitude, Skull Crusher, Shark Bite, Smash Antha, who is a man, she's one of my favorites too. Gouda Grief, she's also one, they're all my favorites. Sassy Squatch, Crush Cheeky, that's you. Uh, Slaying Mantis, Skinny Squiddy, BB Skate, she is also another one of our smaller skaters and still stronger and braver, I think, than, than most any other kid forget their age lola lightning bolt i'm not sure about her and boo blaster i'm not sure about her either but that is the team no, that no boo has changed her name okay that's now rock and roller coaster oh very good yes mm-hmm. now that's gator i know so that is your team for the most part um and we're going to have a recruitment night which we will talk about so if you're interested in getting your young person even your niece or nephew you gotta you gotta get their parents permission first but otherwise it's cool uh, that's kind of subjective you got a good dog i mean if you can it. if you could grab the birth certificate i know you said it already you know? but the age range again uh seven to seventeen okay. i mean seriously so you see these 17 year old kids and they're about to graduate high school and then you see these you know seven eight year olds coming in there and they work together and just the camaraderie and they laugh and they have fun. It's not a it's it just seems like it's all around fun. And when they accomplish their goals, obviously they celebrate as a team too. Nobody kinda just stands there by themselves. They're all right there as a big old huddle. Win, win or lose, we get ice cream and sprinkles are typically involved. Certainly. So, so Crush, tell us ice cream would be the death of me, but that's okay. Tell us how do you feel about being on this roller derby do, roller derby league with this coach and kind of everybody who well, how, runs it. How did you get involved? Oh, uh, I got involved because my mom took me to a Detroit game, and that's just how I found out. It was about championships. It. Yeah, it was championships. About posters and T-shirts. Was it exciting, or she pushed you into it? I didn't know it was going on half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I don't remember it much, but that's how I found out about it. And then I told her like I wanted to join, and I didn't join because it was like expensive. I guess I don't know. It kind of took a bit. Yeah, it was it was a time consuming thing. It wasn't really more the expense. It was. Um, and by the way, Crush Cheeky is my child, so I'm going to fix that for us. Uh, Wait, but you're going to make her not your child anymore? How's that going to work? <laughs> that's how she's fixing it, right? How are you fixing this situation, <laughs> Mom? We Mom, had, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> we were in soccer, and we were doing a bunch of other things, so it took us a minute to kind of square up the schedule. Well, that's a great switch. I am totally for that switch, unless you're still doing soccer. Yeah, the parents, the families okay. in roller derby are way better. Yeah, tell me about it. Way better. But anyway, I can only continue. imagine. Go ahead. Well, 
what's the question? Uh, how you got involved <laughs> in it. So we went to a Detroit uh, Derby Girls when it was still, um, I think yeah, it had to be seven years ago. Maybe, yeah. f- okay, more like six because know. you're almost in your fourth year now, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, and how do you feel about it now? Like at the end of, after you've put in a few years, what do you think about it now? The team, it's great. Everyone on it, we all get along just fine. There's really nothing bad in between any of the skaters. We're all like family there. It's just a great team to be on. So do you look forward, like on Mondays when nobody wants to be in school? You're walking around the hallways going, it's Monday and I really don't want to be here. Do you look and go, I'm totally psyched up about Derby later? She's psyched about it right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Turns around, smile. <laughs> yeah, um, most of the time, yeah, except when there is a game on Sunday and I'm sore and I don't want to go to practice, then I'm not really looking forward to it. But when there is nothing really going on the day before, yeah, I'm pretty excited about practice. That's the wrong answer, by the way. The answer you're is awesome. you're always excited about roller derby. I'm you're, sore. This is, and I'm not speaking to you as your coach, but I am speaking to you as your coach. You're always excited about roller derby. <laughs> totally and if she isn't, she's like, eh, I don't want to change my clothes. And then we get in the car, and she's like, All right. She's like, I got this, and I got that, and I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my defense, and I want to work it's on almost, my blocking today. It's almost in every sport, especially after a day or a game or a match that you lose, the first practice you do not want to go to. <laughs> Q, Tell, do not Q be from there. Austin Powers Frau for Bissna at the end going lies oh lies it was, it was even coming. worse when no. it, it was even worse with wrestling because it's an individual thing so when you lose it was you it was all me it was all <laughs> me <laughs> no and none of the practices ever go anything like lots of pyramids but you know whatever we only do like 20 minutes of those. <laughs> so, okay. So now, and I don't know if you've ever thought about it, Cameron, but um, when you started, you had a, a certain personality, a certain mindset. You had a certain social kind of thing going on in school. And then you've been in this sport for years, and I know you're different. Do you, do you feel different? Do you know? Uh, yeah, in like, some ways, yeah. In what ways are you, are, have you... In what ways has Derby changed, like, your mental mindset? Um, in certain situations, I'm a lot more, like, straightforward. I'm a lot more, like, louder and confident. And um, before I started Derby, I was shy. Still kind of am. But wouldn't talk, wouldn't raise my hand in class, wouldn't read in front of the class. Um, but ever since Derby, I've been more confident and I've been able to talk up more, like, in crowds. But, yeah, I guess, like, in social situations. So that's good. So you're more sure of yourself, right? And you know you're stronger, and you know you could outrun pretty much anybody. So that's kind of cool. But, yeah, and, and this is this is the whole reason when uh, Matt and I get together and we discuss show ideas and um, and, and things we should do. We try and make sure that the punk wisdom name kind of rings through, which it's usually something that we either um, underrate or kind of don't know about. Maybe maybe something a little a little edgy, maybe a little fierce, and that's totally fine. But it also, but there's this big, huge, huge purpose 
uh, behind this sport, behind everything this coach and his organization stands for, uh, well, all the board of directors, the families, the moms, the dads, the siblings, even they, they pitch in, they help do stuff. Um, and they're very familiar with all the other families and the coaches and the staff and everybody else. So even the siblings who choose not to play are still very much included into the family we call uh, Darlings of Destruction. So, and, and this was in my pitch to Matt that yes, it's, it's sports and, and it's really great to, um, to promote exercise and, um, and a healthy lifestyle, of course, with uh, younger people. Um, but there's this, there's this mental health aspect that I think right now our society badly, badly, badly needs to give a child or a young person um, the tools and the experience with what they're capable of and then the challenges that they have to rise up and meet, which they do, um, causes them to be so much more comfortable in their own environment, in their own skin, dealing with their own siblings and family and social problems and school and grades and education and smarts. A lot of kids think, oh my gosh, if I'm not smart, I'm not anything. And if my grades aren't A's, what am I going to do? But there's so much more to being comfortable in your own person. And for those kids who are looking for a place to belong, um, this serves a purpose greater, I think, than I can even express in words. And so out of my um, I, my gratefulness to the sport, to the organization, to the board of directors, to this league who took me and my entire family and even though we have one skater and five family members, um, they have done for me what – you don't want you don't want to do therapy right until it's a last resort you know if you want your kid to be more confident in what do you do so you go through these things as a, as a conscious parent and you try and find these ways to do that without telling her oh you're sick you need to go see a doctor because that's that's so far from the truth so that is why we wanted you guys on today and Cameron you were just kind of sitting there playing on your media phone anyway so you're giving back for your team a little her, bit her media phone it would be what is known as an intelligent handheld communication device, also known as a smartphone. There you go. I'm sorry. I couldn't let that go. No, that's fine. You <laughs> never, ever do. So I was wondering when your a-holeness was going to come out, and it took you a while. We have only a few minutes. It's because we'll, I had we'll, to go use the bathroom. No, you were not gone for the last 45 minutes. You, you were just – But I was thinking about it. Never mind. I don't even – that's <laughs> – yeah, that's gone sideways now. So um, so that is why I pitched it. That is why I felt um, so sure about having you guys on. This was kind of more of a test thing. So maybe once every few months, uh, especially before your recruitment nights or anything really big. I mean, you guys have gone to the, the championships. You guys um, go to Mackinac City every single year. Um, and that is a big tournament. You're about to go to... Uh, there's a team in Paducah, Kentucky that's, that's hosting it. their first ever tournament. Uh, uh, it's hosted by the uh, their local junior league, which is a co-ed league. Uh, the West Kentucky Rock and Rollers out of Paducah, Kentucky are hosting a team from uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Another team from uh, Raleigh in uh, North Carolina also. So there's two teams coming in from the Carolinas, uh, West Kentucky and our team representing Motown. We're heading down. And uh, we're going to show them how we do it up here in D, which is uh, Fast and Furious. 
before we sign off, um, we have um, there's different teams. He's like like the junior team's got three teams. You know, the derby, the other adult leagues got different teams. But then there's also I'm not sure if we could clarify this. You know, Travel if, teams. If we if I ha- if we have already clarified this, I'm sorry that I'm bringing it up because I'm an idiot and don't remember. But you there's also idiot, a travel okay. team, right? Yeah, we actually have a pair of travel teams. Which there's basically, a team than basically, the there's our our we're we're rebranding them as Varsity and Junior Varsity, which is our our Varsity team is uh, nationally and competitively fairly highly world ranked. That's usually and, the the best out of the out of the group. Yeah, of teams. That's our, that's that's going to be the the best fifteen skaters we can put right, on the track right, on yeah. any given day are going to be those varsity members uh, on our on our day to day roster, and uh, and our next best aren't aren't so bad either. So you know there that's uh, that that's something that you have to have your own feeder system. You have to have your own growth. And and honestly, I've always been trained in, in coaching to think of it as. A, a pyramid where everyone should realize that the foundation, your beginning players, are the base of your pyramid. That's how you consistently keep building people up and you have a training regimen in the program, which for those of you interested in our recruitment night, it's actually going to be Wednesday, July 18th from 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. at the Great Skate in Roseville, which is on Hayes Road, 29100 Hayes, just north of 12 Mile. If you see the Arby's, it's the building right behind it. That's right. It is Roseville, Michigan, because we are absolutely worldwide. I just drove past we, that. We today. do have a listener in Wales, so we want to make sure that's Michigan, so people aren't looking for a Roseville that, that's not there. Roseville, Michigan. You, what is that date again, you said? Uh, the date for the uh, open house and recruitment night, uh, which we're going to treat you to watching one of our practices, and then we're going to do a full scrimmage so people can see what the sport's about. That is, again, that is Wednesday, July 18th, 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. at the Great Skate, 29,100, Roseville, Michigan, 48066. I don't know the phone number, but hey, you can look us up. You can look it up, Great Skate, Roseville, Michigan. Absolutely. Um, And the other thing, too, is nobody needs to bring any gear. You don't have to be ready to sign up. You don't have to be committed already. It could just be... Uh, the curiosity and the interest, and yes, to see it is to really, really, really have it kind of touch your inside Definitely. soul. Definitely. It's one thing to listen, Once it's one you, thing to hear it and listen to it, but to actually see it, that's a whole. If yeah. you're even a little bit of a thrill seeker, roller derby is a very exciting. Um, and and don't a, put labels on adults and is, juniors is, and what. Each it is a combination of hockey and football on skates. While going on a rope bridge like Indiana Jones would do precariously, you are you're out there. So it's not it's not a sport for the meek. And a lot of people that came in kind of timid, not mentioning any names that uh, really weren't super accomplished at sports, they've grown. And like I said, one of the coolest things in the past six months that I've seen is like the skater who goes by Nightmare. One of one of my favorite. Every every kid is basically a project, and that's one of the more successful ones we've had. Where he was really quiet, didn't really seem to fit in, and he's he's found his sport family, and he's found himself and his voice through the sport, which is really cool. It is it is really great to see the transformation. The kids who come by, and you're like, you know, hey, how you doing? They're like, fine, and then like <laughs> six months later, you're like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. You. Did you see how so and so? Like, did you see my apex jump that time? Yeah. It is so cool to see them change and grow and absolutely bloom right in front of you. Um, a couple of things I have to do. Yes, I, we are all aware that it is 8 o'clock. 
technically, we started two minutes late, so two minutes are owed to us. Since I'm the engineer, I'm going to just do that. But I think we're going to take boss. a couple more. Now, one of the greatest things about this facility right here we are at, it is called Podcast Detroit. You can download an app. Uh, it's called the Podcast Detroit app. And within that app, you have access to everything going on in all the studios. We have four here in Royal Oak. Uh, there's a remote location uh, or there's another, a third location being constructed or completed actually probably as we speak. Um, and then there is one at Matt, uh, the school, which we which Matt attends, the DSDT. So there's one down there, and that is located in the 3rd Precinct uh, Detroit Police Station, which is in Corktown, I believe. Yep. Um, and they're down there. Um, that's 3rd Precinct, place. if I'm not mistaken, that's the one at the uh, the lodge, and uh, that's uh, Grand Boulevard, isn't it? That 3rd Precinct down there? This I think was, you're uh, right. Werner? I know it's it's I know it's right off the lodge. I knew that when I went it's there. That. Right there at the bridge. Right, yeah, right, right there. there. Yeah. So, okay. um, so anyway, so Podcast Detroit does so many fabulous, fabulous things. There's um, a million shows they do. Punk Wisdom is merely one of them. Um, but the only another one you really thing need to care we about, we no, not say that we got friends out there. I'll say so. That. Team Money, don't worry, I got you. Um, Based in your face, Saturdays one o'clock. Okay, so um, we have an ad. We have a sponsor. And they are the National Credit Card Relief. So here we go. Uh, if you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, then this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts, medical bills, and department store debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you a free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy and it's not consolidation. The special program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt from what you owe your creditors. Call for free information and get all your questions answered in the first free call. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least $10,000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call free uh, for information and find out more at 800-218-7170. And there is no cost or obligation for the information. So don't wait. Call 800-218-7170. That's 800-218-7170. Get your debt problems solved. Call 800-218-7170 today. Now that, um, as our sponsor, we also have a couple more sponsors. We have Mad Splatter Graphics is uh, good enough to... Uh, do some crap. We have some T-shirts that are on the website. If you want one of those, just holler at somebody. Matt, where are we on Facebook? I have no idea. We are Punk Wisdom Family. Isn't that true? Punk Wisdom 17? Punk Wisdom 17. Jesus, I really need to print this out. Punk Wise uh, is at Punk Wiser Punks. Wiser Punks, that's what it Wiser is. Wiser Punks at Twitter. At Twitter, which... Yeah. At Twitter, that's right. And our email address... Family at gmail. That's it. We are family. You hit that send button. I don't care if you hate us. Hit the button. Send us something. And we will gladly give you the attention that you're seeking. Now, before we go, I have done um, a deed. And I have mentioned uh, Crush Cheeky's team, the ultraviolence. Um, but I want to quickly go through the Jackie Lanterns and the Smack Pack as well. I want to give everybody their equal mention. We have little hits. 
uh, Sherblock Bones, Queen Beltia, Nosferatu, and she, boy, 1922 is her number. That Mm -hmm. is like the awesomest name, right? Uh, Lolly Popper, Nightmare, Pumpkin Pie, Diamond Dagger, Pumpkin, never mind that one, Diamond Dagger, (laughs) Electra Cuter, uh, Evil Apple, Mischievous Monkey, See No Evil, and Sick and Sinister. On the Smack Pack, we have a uh, another young skater, beastly skater. She, she, if you're not afraid of her, you ought to be. Uh, this is Megan Tron, uh, along with Hauling Sass and Alexander Slamilton, Flutterbat, Spinderella, Miracle Whip, Snotty Rocket, Sandra Day Old Clobber, and Anarchist. And Black Widow. I wasn't sure about that. I wanted to double check. I haven't seen her in yep, a minute. That's Snotty Rocket's uh, little that's, sister. That's what I thought. Yep. I wasn't sure. I wanted to make sure I got this right. So um, so those are your Darlings of Destruction Junior Roller Derby League. And um, their recruitment night, again, July 18th. 18th, 7 o'clock at Great Skate, the Great Skate in Roseville, Michigan, uh, 7 o'clock. On the 18th of July, come down, even if you just get your information packet, talk to some of the kids, um, take a look at what they do during there will practice. Be cookies. And there will be cookies, which never hurts. Never no, hurts. There's always cookies on the dark side. Never hurts. There's also going to be the board of directors will be there. Um, they will talk about how much they love it. They will talk about what this league means to them. We will recite our mission statement verbatim. And it will be a fun night for all. And if you decide not to join, at least you know where to go when you're looking to have some fun, watch something exciting, and yet want to give to your local nonprofit. So that never hurts either. Um, Anything else you want to add, Matt? What did you take away from this whole thing tonight? Because an hour goes really fast. It does. It does. Um, Like I said, I'm a fan of unique sports and the underdogs. And this is – I've been a fan of this one for a while. I just haven't had – I don't know time <laughs> that's one thing to see so it's one thing to see your child it's go, something i'd love to have my daughter involved in but she's not you know she does what she does she can be involved though she, she can, can be the numbers she guy she can you know penalty timers and scorekeepers well, no. and it's all run on a volunteer base that's another thing i'm glad you mentioned that before we before we go because the whole league itself um every function that runs say on a, a, a sunday after well say on a sunday morning motown comes into town they're one of our favorite teams we've actually made friends with a lot of those families um they'll come in and we'll start at whistle whistle will go at nine o'clock and everything from taping down the track to putting the chairs out to making sure there's there's bake sale items and 50 50 raffles and all that kind of stuff Every single thing is done on a volunteer basis. Every scorekeeper, every uh, the scoreboard operator, every NSO, which is a non-skating official, which is kind of like a referee, not on skates, does other official jobs. Every single person volunteers their time, um, and that's I think that that really does it for the adults. Uh, kids get get great exercise and great um, social interaction, and it's usually fun. I actually heard them at halftime during the last bout. Uh, which was a uh, Mambas versus Vipers. So it was a black and green. So the black Mambas and the green Vipers kind of went ahead. And it was an intra-league thing. They all just kind of cut themselves in half and went at it. And the score, there was a, a serious score difference at halftime. And I'm watching the kids and their, and their, their halftime snacks where we try and protein them up and carb them up. 
Um, and they're laughing. They're like, I didn't think there would be this big of a score difference. And they're laughing. They're having a good time. Those were the kids who were losing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was still, they were so excited and interested in the fact that, wow, man, there's really a big difference. We got to kind of, we got to try and we're going to get you. Then that's, and then the, and then the smack talk kind of started. Of course. But, um, coach, what do you, uh, what is your favorite thing about this league? Uh, favorite thing about this league is once again the transformation of uh, a lot of these children where they may still be introverted outside of the walls of what we do as an organization, but they get to flip the switch and they're, they they get to live to what their alter ego names are or they they just get to cut loose a little bit more and have a lot more fun. And we have kids from all walks of life. Uh, nationalities, races, creeds, uh, religious beliefs, non-religious beliefs. We have trans kids. We have gay kids. We have straight kids, boys and girls. And uh, and they're kind of all my adopted family. We, we have a lot of fun together. And that's really what it's all about. And at the end of the day, did you have fun doing it? Did you improve the quality of your life as part of being a part of this organization? I know it's improved the quality of my life and my family's life. And I like to see it continue to keep doing it for other families. What say you, Crush? Do you think it has improved the quality of your life? Yeah. How, like, by 10, by 1,000? By, like, 50. Okay. 50 times. 50 is a nice nice middle-of-the-road number. number. Excellent. All right. So um, we have six minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want to do an even 15, I don't know. I I, I really don't care. There's only one thing I wanted to say before we... Out, we go out and nothing we have to discuss. I just want to give one thing out. So if we have something else we want to talk about before Purge, we brother. All right, uh, tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm graduating. Who cares? Um, Pride. No, actually, we care. Ferndale Pride tomorrow. Ferndale Pride tomorrow. Now, two weeks ago, we had Julia Music on. Um, she is another fantastic person who works another tireless, endless job uh, that gets no paycheck. Um, the paychecks she gets are the quality of life improvement of the people whom she uh, she touches and the people that pride uh, empowers. Um, it's a nice day for people to go and not have to look over their shoulders, look over yeah. their backs, just exist and be as they are meant to be, which is um, a nice theme going this week where we're kind of doing the same thing for you kids. And when this league says they take everyone, they take everyone, they roll together and there is no doubt about that today they are stronger and more mighty and fierce and capable and loving towards each other uh than they've ever been um in my opinion mm-hmm. um and so it's a beautiful beautiful thing to watch the things that are going on with the dod right now so thank you very 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 much coach uh for coming on we will somehow pencil in another calendar date. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see how many skaters we can fit in here without melting and dying to death. Uh, Cheeky, number 56. How do you... Let's see. What is your favorite thing about Derby? Let's do that. Um, the sport in general is a really fu- fun, but the people there, too, they're great. They're like a family. They're all really, really nice to each other. Um, even when we're going against each other during a game, we all socialize. So there you go. So she has told me we can never move because she is not finding another team. <laughs> she is going to be a DOD for life. So here we are. It is another fabulous Friday night. It's probably humid as all hell outside. 
But it's summertime, and you remember how shitty the winter was? Sauna. (laughs) It's a sauna outside. It really is, but all you people who hated the winter can just stuff it because now this is what you have to pay for. Me, I live for the winter, so I'm going to leave here and go into my cold air-conditioned house, and I'm not going to come out (laughs) until the next time I absolutely have to. So for Allison... Uh, and Jess, Jess, we miss you, honey. She should be back two weeks from now. Yep. We didn't even yep. we didn't even mm-hmm. acknowledge that she wasn't she wasn't like, here, but we love her. The last three episodes, so we do. We she, love her. She back. normally does all this, so we love her and we miss her. And we were looking forward to having her back. Matt, final thoughts. What did you learn today? I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. Absolutely nothing. You didn't. You didn't learn anything. I never do. No. No. It's uh, you know. I'm happy for the fact that this sport is now have has a junior level. I I have not been involved or really paying attention to the sport at all since then. So we back, might have to change that. I didn't even know. We're gonna have to throw him and Ruth a couple of tickets Probably. to come in here and I see us. So. The thing is, I didn't even Put know. What he, I didn't even know it was a thing until Allison brought it up. You know, so which was what I've only known you. Personally, for the last couple of years, Ruth has known you for her whole Yeah, Ruth is life. way luckier than you are, but yes. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> um, although I should. No, I'm kidding. No, so, I, so I've so i learned that... that uh, she also settled. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's cool. I, I, I dish harsh. it. I can take it. I can take it just as That's right. That's you harsh. ought to. I owe you. Like two weeks ago, you really you were really hard on me. So I'm Was getting I? you back. A I little. Don't, I don't remember that. A little. But anyway... I never remember anything I say. Have to I won't anyway. actually kick you in no, the balls um, either. So. That's cool. I'm, I'm happy about it. I don't care. Like I said, people can say whatever they want about me. They usually do. Um, no, I, I like I said, this is a very fun sport. If people haven't – if you really don't know much about it and you don't want to go to a match right away, go rent uh, Whip It. Whip it or better, look videos better, up on YouTube. They're all over yet. the place. That's Check you. out uh, – there's a, a movie uh, documentary about the sport called Derby Baby. I don't know if you can find it, but if you can, it's a really good one. There's lots of really good short clips out there. There's also uh, the rise of the Rat City Roller Girls, a, a video out there called Blood on the Flat Track. And there is another one called Brutal Beauty, which is about Portland, uh, Oregon's uh, team, the Rose City Rollers, who uh, have made it up to the world championship and, and been a fantastic team. Those last two that I mentioned, Blood on the Flat Track, shows where Derby was eight years ago. And Brutal Beauty shows how it tr- it's trending towards a more serious athleticism uh, from about six years ago. So uh, those, and if you can watch one which was about the uh, the first leagues that came out in Austin, Texas and re- kind of uh, revitalized the sport, uh, it's escaping me the name of that one right now. But uh, that th- there, there's a trilogy of videos about roller derby in the past decade. And uh, that would be a great sequence to follow. I'll have to... Uh, email that to, to you so you can put it in one of your your. your I just notes. made a note of it so Definitely. that I can catch up with you. Uh, however, a quick note about Whip It. Um, even though it is obviously um, a Hollywood scripted movie, right? It was filmed in the city of Detroit and does feature our local Derby girls um, here Jen's and in there. Yeah. There's we have an extra casting agency, and so they kind of cast a bunch of local uh, extras as as to uh, audience members. Jimmy Fallon plays a part in that movie as well but if you really want to learn if you really want to just strip away the script and actually uh get down and dirty with the sport all those videos that uh coach just mentioned are well well worth their salt so um thank you again coach 
Crush Cheeky, thank you so much for coming. Pleasure to be here. You, how about you? She was kind of dragged. Uh, yeah. no. <laughs> you did real good. You should be she proud. Did, you did, did excellent. But did yeah. you die? No, I talked like 3% of the time. That's good. 2%, yeah. 3%, doesn't matter. It was a percent. That's right. Your mom you contributed. Usually takes, usually says here he a lot goes. More. She's like, talks a lot more than I do. So Dropping that wisdom. <laughs> I don't know yeah, about that. Yeah, I, I'll go with that for. Tonight. I know silence makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so on that note, um, I'm going to say uh, goodbye from myself, uh, from Matt, Ciao. our distinguished ethical hacker slash author slash podcast co-host slash hunky Dorian. There Father, you go, Ruth. That's husband. for you. That's right. Father, husband, and. General all-around pain in Vagabond, the ass. Nomad. Yes. Uh, Crush Jeeky, number 56, Darlings of Destruction, Coach Daryl B. Payne, uh, President and Head Coach. Uh, come on out July 18th. Take a look at this team. Um, and green and black look so good together. You just got to check it out for yourself. So once again, uh, for all of us here at Punk Wisdom, Podcast Detroit, Mad Splatter Graphics, uh, Southfield Therapy, we'll talk about him next week or next time. Mm. I think that about does it, right? Sounds good to me. Cool. So um, we will see you again in two weeks. And while you're waiting, please, for God's sakes, don't hurt yourself. That's okay if you hurt yourself.